Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. Today on the Ether, osmosis updates from the lab. Let's take a listen. Let's get started. Um, Adam, why don't you uh, cover some upgrade stuff and concentrated liquidity notes for us? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah, I'll start off talking about V14. Uh, for those of you that don't know, V14 is coming really soon. It should be. Uh, proposal tomorrow which would put it on chain next wednesday um it's not super exciting to the average person but i will go over a couple things uh about it so first uh, i guess the, the the thing that is exciting uh is uh nicholas lara uh added the ibc hooks so basically everything that's needed for cross-chain swaps uh on the ibc side is going to be included in this uh next update uh, which means pretty much all we have to do is, you know, audit the contract um, in the next few weeks. And then we'll have, I think we're going to be doing it with Juno first, uh, unconfirmed. Uh, but, you know, we'll have a, we'll have a uh, contract between those two. Uh, the other two things, uh, we have geometric uh, and arithmetic TWAP Roman created, um, as well as the downtime detector module that Dave created. Uh, basically, these these two things are used for, you know, Integrators like Mars who uh, need to be able to, like for the downtime detector, it's like we need to be able to have some easy way to query the chain and say, you know, has it been 10 minutes since the chain has been down for greater than 30 minutes? Uh, so that way we can assume, you know, it takes 10 minutes for the prices to get our back correctly. So, you know, if Mars is doing some, some loaning thing, um, you know, they're able to actually like have a simple query for that. And then we needed uh, geometric TWAP because it's just, uh, with, with prices being like super, you know, uh, jumping very quickly, uh, having a geometric TWAP is uh, a little more accurate. So uh, as I said before, th these things aren't super exciting, but they're definitely necessary. Uh, I would say the exciting things come, you know, in the next two to three weeks. Um, how much have you guys talked about concentrated liquidity on the show? Like, I I'm not sure uh, if I should go into like you a can broad. Go into it. You can get into a broad little overview of it. Sure. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, uh, we're currently, you know, we don't have concentrated liquidity on Osmosis, and it's pretty much everyone has the same strategy for all LPs. So it's it's kind of a silly strategy. I mean, you, you, you basically assume that, you know, the price is either going to be anywhere between zero and infinity, and you provide liquidity throughout that entire range. Um, it's, it's nice because everyone has to share the same strategy. Uh, but it's very wasteful because, for instance, if you're in a, <clears throat> you know, Bitcoin USD pool, you, you you definitely, you know, we don't assume that Bitcoin's probably, you know, Bitcoin's probably not going to be trading at the 10 cent level. And it's probably not going to be trading at the one trillion dollar level. It's probably going to be trading in, you know, some set 
area. So, you know, what concentrated liquidity allows us to do is, you know, set these bounds, each person having their own, you know, individual strategy. It's not, it's not fungible between strategies because of this, but uh, so it makes it a little bit more complicated. But this allows for, you know, um, people to, you know, really, you know, for lack of a better term, concentrate liquidity in a certain range. So that way, you know, they can uh, have a certain upside as well as a certain downside. If it goes all the way to your upside, it's going to be in one of the, you know, assets. If it goes all the way to the downside, it's going to be in the other uh, assets. So it's kind of like a way to, you know, keep your, you know, bounds in, in a certain location. Um, so the thing that we're going to be doing differently than Uniswap, because, I mean, if, if we were just, you know, copy and pasting Uniswap, this would have been done a little while ago. We want to, you know, like trying to improve upon their design. Uh, something that we're really excited to kind of, you know, talk about uh, is that um, I'll try to make this as, as simple to explain as possible. Basically, there's these, you know, things called ticks. Uh, and in Uniswap, they use logarithmic ticks. Uh, so basically, um, they use you know logarithms to, for describing these ticks. And what we wanted to do instead was we wanted to create some kind of like geometric tick spacing with additive ranges. And this would allow us to like specify certain prices at certain limits. So for, for, to give you an example, with like Uniswap's design, um, and it's a great design, but nevertheless, if if someone wanted to place a limit order at like Seventeen thousand one hundred and fifty cents for a Bitcoin USD pool. They wanted to set a limit order there. With log spacing, they they have to like either choose a price below that or a price above that because they're using logarithms and it doesn't describe those prices directly. But what we're actually able to do in our design is we're able to you know specify you know a tick at every ten cent bounds uh, for the you know. $10,000 range to $100,000 range. So this allows us to be very specific about um, where we are able to place limit orders and therefore, you know, be able to have deeper liquidity in those very specific places where, you know, uh, people want to trade. Um, so the only thing that we're not done implementing yet is the incentive structure because it's a, it's a very open question um, and it's, it's, it's not very obvious. Um, it's, it's, I mean, we're still quite close to completion, though. Um, and I'd say within the next, you know, two, three weeks, we'll, we'll definitely have something that's complete that just needs, you know, uh, some, some testing. Um, there's a few other things to talk about uh, for the next couple of weeks that are going to be coming out uh, this year. Oh, by the way, uh, Matt, myself, Roman, and Alpin are the ones that have been working on constant liquidity. But uh, so for Valset preference, this year has been working on. Um, what this does is it basically allows every user to uh, make a preference set of validators that they want to de delegate to. So instead of just you know uh, having to manually delegate to multiple validators, they're able to you know set this preference. And um, the the cool thing that this allows us to do that isn't really like I don't know, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it <clears throat> is like anytime we get you know our epoch LP rewards. We will be able to, you know, introduce a feature where it like automatically delegates these LP rewards to your Valset preference, uh, which I think will be a really cool addition. Instead of just, you know, for those people who, you know, don't don't sign in every day, um, instead of just having their rewards kind of sitting there doing nothing, it can then, you know, get automatically delegated to these uh, validator sets.
I've got a question for you, Adam. Um, yeah. A lot of people in the community, you know, they hear these things and these features, and they're probably wondering, like, are these uh, timelines that you know you might be estimating? Are they realistic? Um, you know, are there any blockers or edge cases that could potentially push these features way past deadlines? Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's it's a great question, and it's something that I think, at least myself, is very bad at, but definitely getting better at. Uh, because there, there's so many unknown unknowns a lot of the times. Um, with that being said, uh, with concentrated liquidity, I mean, it, it is like when we had kind of our end of the year discussion where we, where we talked about like, you know, you know, at osmosis, we want to be, you know, you know, pushing the envelope of new things. We don't want to just, you know, copy other things. Right. It, it introduces, you know, the, the negative of that is it introduces some more unknowns. Um, but the positive is that we is that we're not like just you know copying other people. We're actually introducing these novel ideas that you know improve upon designs that you know currently exist. Uh, so that's a very roundabout way of answering the question. Is uh, for concentrated liquidity, it's you know it's a little bit more of an unknown. Uh, I, I actually do feel pretty confident that you know within the next three weeks we'll actually have something solid for for Valset preference. It's essentially done. Um, so that, that's not much of an unknown. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I do think, uh, you know, something we were talking about as a team over here was that you need to join again, but we want to hear your story of how you joined Osmosis. Really cool story. And I think the community <laughs> would really like that. It's a very, it's a very odd story. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll get into that one next time. Um, but yeah, yeah. continue, uh, continue. Yeah, yeah, there's not too much uh, else. There's uh, two other things I didn't mention uh, was the ProtoRev module. I have not worked on this at all, but I, I do know, for those that don't know, it essentially just, uh, for lack of a better understanding of it, just allows uh, to capture some revenue at the protocol level rather than, you know, uh, leaving it up, to, leaving all this, you know, uh, up to like uh, people outside of you know we were able to like capture it within osmosis and then distribute that to you know stakers etc uh, i can't really go into that be only because i i haven't worked on it so i, I can't really answer any questions on that uh and then last thing to mention for the next two or three weeks i kind of hit on this in the beginning but um uh nicholas lara you know the one who's worked on the ibc hooks pretty much just has to get this contract audited for cross-chain swaps and we should have something you know linked in with uh, don't quote me on this, but I think Juno uh, to have our first, you know, cross-chain swaps contract. You know, it, obviously it needs to get you know approved by governance. Um, but yeah, that's everything that I can think of off the top of my head for the next couple of weeks. And if there's any questions about anything that I've asked, either from you or you know anyone in the audience, please feel free to let me know. Yeah. So um, one idea or one question would be. When our concentrated liquidity gets pushed out, um, do you foresee many projects copying this, just straight ripping it, or do you think they'll be, you know, trying to push their own? Um, so I, I really think that, like, maybe I didn't do a good job of explaining what how cool like geometric tick spacing with additive ranges is, but like, I, I really think it's a a really interesting improvement, um, because like. Uh, the way I see, you know, Uniswap or others doing it is they're just kind of like abstracting it at the UX level. Uh, you know, they say like this tick equals this number, but in reality, it's just like some way off number. But so the, the way that we introduce this, I, I do foresee people like actually util utilizing this. And I mean, we're, we're an open source. So like 
it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like, sure, some people might rip this. Uh, with that being said, it's uh, it's like uh, implemented very deeply within another module. Um, it's called, uh, I think they would call it pool manager now. Uh, so it won't be quite as simple as a copy and paste if another project wants to use this um, because it is quite intertwined with some other things. Uh, but yeah, I, I imagine some people will, will, will utilize this in the future. Yeah. Awesome. Good update. Um, yeah, I think we're good on your end. Uh, Sweet, yeah. Will... Go ahead. It, if anyone, you know, I'll stay on here, but if anyone has questions, especially, you know, people in the audience, please feel free. Uh, do you do like an open question at the end, I guess? Yeah, um, I, think, I think we can have a few right now. It's not too late into the call. Um, any questions pertaining to the upgrade, concentrated liquidity? Uh, I think you should pop your hand up right now. Give it five seconds. Nope. Okay, well, we will uh, move forward. Um, I'll give you some... Oh, Robo. Okay, hold up. All right. Robo. Um, you are free to speak, and I was going to give you a shout out a little later, so I will do that once you're done. Um, I had a quick question. I know you said the incentive structure wasn't fully worked out yet, um, mm -hmm. but as far as like, um, I know concentrated liquidity when you're when you're placing liquidity at range um, requires a little bit of like occasional active management. Um, how is that going yeah. to work with things like bonding periods where, you know, obviously your liquidity is locked? Um, are you going to be able to change ranges with bonded liquidity or? Yeah, so, so this is a great question. Uh, it, this is kind of why it's not very clear. So the whole thing about concentrated liquidity is like you almost don't need to incentivize liquidity externally because, you know, Basically, all all you need is you know very short, small ranges of of concentrated liquidity that, and you get rewarded just via the feeds, which is a lot in and of itself. But I mean, we don't want it to completely get rid of you know the lazy LP because you know part of the great thing about osmosis you know is just being able to put something down and not having to actively manage it. Um, so what our thought process is, you know, we're going to be able to incentivize people who are frozen in a position for greater than X minutes. Um, so that allows for some, you know, set of lazy LPing. Um, so like, like I said, it's not completely hashed out yet, but what, what we foresee it being is, for instance, um, a pool can set uh, incentives for saying anyone who has their ticks active for, you know, greater than three minutes uh, gets incentivized. And so what that does is the people who are just incentivizing at the actual tick itself um, and are getting all these fees, they have to actively manage that. So they have to keep like creating and removing their position over and over again in very quick succession. So they actually won't be you know, able to collect these incentives. They'll strictly be getting fees. But for the people who want to not do that and you know, sit in front of a computer and change their uh strategy every you know three minutes uh they'll be able to just kind of lazy lp and get those rewards does that kind of answer your question yeah totally thank you for that yeah and if anyone has you know potential uh you know input about what they feel because like this is just kind of myself dave 
Roman, Alpin, kind of like bouncing ideas back and forth. The The thought process, though, is that it's not really whatever we do end up creating, it, it won't be set in stone. Um, so we just want something that we can launch with. Like we don't basically what we're saying is we don't want concentrated liquidity to be blocked on the incentive strategy. So we'll probably have something simple like what I just described. And if someone, you know, in the community maybe has a better idea, we're definitely open to doing that and changing it because it's it's not super difficult to um, switch around post uh, implementation. So yeah, thank you for the question. Uh, great, great point. Cool, cool. We will keep on moving. Uh, Robo, you can stay on as a speaker because I'm about to just skip to the part where I'm planning to shout you out. Uh, so yeah, Robo brought it to our attention that there was like a little uh, mishap on the bankless promotion in their live stream. They basically put out some misinformation and they said that Osmosis is on the Cosmos chain. That's getting fixed um, with basically a public notice of like Cosmos terminology. And that's probably uh, long overdue. <clears throat> we should, you know, definitely push that out maybe a little more. And it's good to have it come out from a large outlet. Um, that'll probably be in the next day or two. Basically, you know, differentiating Cosmos, Cosmos ecosystem, Cosmos hub, Atom, Osmosis, and everything that is in the Cosmos. Um, so thank you, Robo, for bringing that to our attention. And that would have, you know, definitely not be good to just kind of let it slide. <laughs> Um, going forward, some more updates. Uh, as Adam mentioned a little bit, cross-chain swaps uh, contracts are nearing completion. The front end should be far more snappy. Uh, Jonator put out some uh, public information saying that you know they pushed out some updates. Uh, I've tested myself as well. It is quite uh, quite a bit faster, so that's good. Um, oh, back to the bankless promotion. Uh, some information on that. The um, Axelara has reduced the fees to kind of support this promotion, basically dropping all fees down to 25 cents. So even if you're, you know, already an Osmosis user, you might as well take advantage of that for now. Uh, that's going to go until the 15th, so three more days. <clears throat> this includes Ethereum fees, uh, Polygonmatic, and every other bridge that they support. <clears throat> um, Transact and Kato are also supporting this but going even further and doing zero fees uh, during this duration up to a certain amount, which I don't think it would reach that. Um, yep. And then, oh, ICNS is at over 38,000 names claimed so far. And it's supported now in both Kepler and Minskin. Then Beaker's testing framework uh, called TestTube is being generalized to work with more Cosmosm chains and not just Osmosis. And uh, as many of you have probably seen, the native blog is live, and that was worked on by Saeed and Nikita and uh, JJ slash Emperor Osmo. Uh, you know, thank you guys for working that out. Um, <clears throat> and also, the new front end visual for the pools page is going to be coming soon, uh, maybe in the next fourteen days, I believe. Um, that'll be in line with another push we're doing socially. Um, yeah, so that's updates from our side. Uh, I will invite Derek and OGP to have their guests and speak on their updates. Thanks, Aaron. 
Um, hey everyone. Yeah, so to start off, I wanted to give a quick update on the Osmosis Grants program before handing it off to some of our grantee updates. We have Scanworks and Zodiac Protocol here today, which we'll chat about, chat about their projects later. So in December, the OGP approved five grants for a total of a bit more than $500,000 in funding, which brings the total amount of funding approved to around $2.5 across 48 different projects. The largest approved grant in Bash 9 was our bulk order purchase with Oak Security, which we've particular excited about um, as it will speed up the audit scheduling process for Osmosis ecosystem apps, in addition to a discount on the typical audit costs. And yeah, so since most grants funding apps are close to finishing their contracts, we've been in constant contact with Oak to schedule their audits in advance so that they can deploy on mainnet in a timely manner. We've also completed the multi-sig transition to our new Osmosis and Ethereum multi-sigs with our new signers, and we'll be moving forward with any outstanding payments as soon as possible, basically. And yeah, in terms of communication transparency, so we've added the live grants dashboard to our website. Um, it's a new tab. You can see it on the top of the page which gives some insight into our applications and funding process. We held another session of Discord office hours last week. Um, we'll be holding another one three weeks from now as well. And we also published our December monthly transparency report last week. So yeah, be sure to check it out for more detailed updates on funding breakdown, some high priority RFPs we're looking to fund and other op operational updates as well. And yeah, I think we can move to some grantee updates. Um, Are they uh, hopping on to speak? Yeah, if you can invite Monty. Can I request real quick? And they need to do it from a mobile if they don't know that. Yeah. The real thing is Twitter should just fix this mobile uh, or anti-PC Twitter space thing. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Andres Monti uh, from ScanWorks. Yeah, happy to be here. Great, great to have you on, Andres. Um, Thanks for joining. Yeah, so, Fire away. Yeah, maybe to start off, why don't you tell us like a little bit about the makeup of your team, what your guys' background is, and what range is for those that are not familiar? Yeah, sure. So yeah, as I said, I am Andres. I'm co-founder of Scanwars and and Range. Uh, we are building uh, alerting uh, monitoring platform for the IBC ecosystem and uh, starting with osmosis. We are um, 
fairly young company. Like we started uh, Scanwars and Range uh, in August, and we're still a small team, about four people, and we are all technical and kind of like a mix of ex uh, security auditors and and product builders. Um, personally, I've been in crypto for the past four years, and in Cosmos specifically in the the past two. Um, so, so yeah, like I started doing like research in consensus algorithms and that kind of led me into Tendermint. Uh, and in the past two years, I've been helping building protocols on Ethereum and Terra. And in the last 18 months, I was a senior security auditor as well for many Cosmo Wasm and Cosmos projects uh, with Oak Security. Uh, and yeah, sometimes I'm as well a bounty hunter. Uh, the of the the good ones so so yeah that that should be it um awesome and yeah so what 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 is range exactly and what kind of users are you targeting and how how will this benefit them and the osmosis ecosystem as a whole yeah, so so Range is an uh, a general generalized alerting and monitoring platform, uh, and it's currently in private beta life in in Osmosis. So we we see like uh, different types of use cases depending uh, who you are uh, in the you know like the Osmosis community. Like we think that this can be very useful, like for 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 protocols and smart contract builders deploying on. On osmosis, uh, since you can create like a customized uh, monitoring and alerting for your Cosmo Wasm smart contracts, um, but you know, like we've gotten like also a lot of feedback from from osmosis users and power users uh, setting up uh, alerts for the regular use of of the chain. Um, there, are, I mean, we could think of of many examples, but like uh, I've heard that people are, for example. Uh, setting alerts that uh, ping them and send sends them like a notification in their Telegram if, if uh, they have a failed transaction or if the balance of a certain address goes uh, below a certain threshold. Um, also, like it's can be quite useful for for validators as well and the relationship between stakers and validators. So validators right now are already like setting up alerts uh, using range that tell them um, in their slacks when they receive uh, a delegation of a certain value and they can create this with a very easy UI. And the same is for, for stakers. Like you can get notified, for example, if your your favorite validator uh, has changed their configuration parameters, right? Like imagine that uh, they've changed a bit their, their commission rewards. So you can also track this. So, so yeah, it really depends uh, your use case. Like we are trying to build a generalized uh, platform that it's focused on security uh, for protocol teams, but can be also useful for, for the rest of the community. Awesome, thanks. Thanks for those insights. So you mentioned ranges in private beta. Where, where can people go to sign up? How does that process work? And when when will it be released to the public? 
Yeah, so you can um, sign up for the for the invitation in the, in the private beta in range uh, dot org, um, and and also you know like we are trying to invite uh, pretty much everyone that that you know that, that applies for to to try to try the beta. So like uh, also if you want to DM me as well like in Twitter and I just can you know like prioritize and invite you right after uh, this Twitter space. Uh, since um, part of our use case, you know, is monitoring and alerting infrastructure for, for you know, like for protocols and smart contracts to be deployed in Osmosis, uh, we are putting a lot of emphasis in making this, uh, you know, like as fault-proof and resilient as possible, you know, like, uh, so that's why we are still in private beta. We are testing this a lot, like in the past several weeks. We've been working uh, end-to-end testing framework that has reduced a lot, you know, like the false positives uh, or negatives, you know, the stuff that we might miss or not in range. Uh, so that our plan is to, when we have like a full confidence on this, so hopefully like a, towards the end of this month, open this uh, and have like a public beta to the rest of their community. But uh, so far, like we prefer to be in private and really test the application with our early. Uh, community users and, and and early testers uh, deploying, you know, smart contracts in testnet in Osmosis. But as I said, like uh, you know, like apply, uh, sorry, like sign up in the in range.org, and also DM me uh, with your email, and I can just you know like uh, invite you so you can tinker with range uh, today. Makes sense. And so I guess like after that's all released to the public and the range app works really well and people are using it, where do you plan on taking it from there? Are there any specific features you're thinking about adding? Um, any improvements? Yeah, so we are, at the moment we are working uh, quite closely with, with the Osmosis team and we are uh, creating uh, other types of like uh, features like uh, security analytics uh, as for some capabilities of, of the Osmosis chain. So we are working on that. Uh, we are also like improving overall like the range for Osmosis. Uh, in the next week, probably we will release uh, a nice uh, overview tab where you can see like, uh, for example, some uh, successful filter transactions, ratios analytics in your addresses or if you are building like a protocol osmosis, like your smart contracts as well. And, and, and yeah, like um, also, I guess like we are in the time that uh, in the next month, uh, we plan to work quite closely with as much teams as possible uh, deploying in, in osmosis and, and really uh, learn with them uh, and customize like some parts of brains to better suit their, their needs. Perfect. Um, yeah, so you mentioned everyone can sign up at range.org for the private beta. Um, if they have any feedback while using it, what's what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, no, that that's a super important point for us. And and please do reach out if you you know have any feedback, uh, come out, come across any sort of back or, or even if you 
have like an idea or a feature request that you think like could be cool uh, to add it to to range. Um, you know, you can reach me on Twitter. Uh, also, like when you, uh, you know, when you sign up in in range, you'll see that there is like a bunch of direct uh, links uh, to to my Telegram as well. So so you know, like I've been and that that's been great. Uh, like uh, talking with range users like over Telegram and and iterating on that. Uh, so please do that and yeah. So if you haven't like sign up into range and and also DM me if you don't get the invitation in the next days. And, and yeah, please do reach out because like, I, I think, you know, like we are at this stage in the product wise that um, feedback and iteration and ideas from the community, you know, is like when the approach is more flexible to be, you know, like adapted uh, by the community. So uh, please do reach out, uh, super welcome, you know, to have all this conversation. Perfect. Yeah, so I think we can move to Zodiac protocol and their updates before opening up for questions to both grantees at the end. So this is JC. JC should have requested to speak. Oh, gotcha. All right. I add him, it says he's connecting. Hey, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, all good. Thanks for joining, JC. Hey, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, so can you tell us like a bit about your background and what you're building with Zodiac Protocol? Uh, sure. Oh, yeah, so I'm, uh, let me see, where to start? Um, so my, um, I guess, non-crypto background is in um, data science and machine learning um, across startups, um, management consulting, as well as, you know, your big institutional, your big financial institutions. Um, and uh, and um, I caught the crypto bug maybe in the DeFi summer and uh, really got interested in the Cosmos and at the time, Terry ecosystem. And um, started off as one of, I believe, the earliest and largest anchor anchor liquidator. Um, did that for a few months, and then you know really got um, enamored with the the dev side, the smart contract development side, and protocol mechanisms, and made the shift over to you know try to contribute to the space. Um, you know, attended a few hacker houses uh, hosted by Jump, and um, really enjoyed the, the the vibe and the atmospheres there, and I'm um, just like. Keep it going, if you will, and um, you know, bring this, bring you know, what we think is a really interesting uh, primitive and mechanism, um, the principal and yield token to the LPs through Zodiac. Yeah. So maybe can you talk a little bit more about these primitives Zodiac will create and how they will be able to be leveraged by other applications on osmosis. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I think um I think just judging from the folks I see on the call, there are probably a lot of um ex-Terra folks or current Terra folks. Um so basically you could think of it as just really Prism before like LP tokens. Um or maybe, you know, more more accurately, it's more like Pendle or maybe Element um for LP um share tokens. Um the value prop that we try to provide is that um at least on the EO token side. 
um, we provide, it will provide, what's interesting is actually like a volume linked uh, or a volume exposed, uh, I guess, um, position that you can get your portfolio. Um, you know, you just hold a yield token and if, you know, the LP you know, has a high volume, you know, you keep the fees as well as um, any incentives, you get those as well. Um, basically, uh, any, um, any um, I guess, I don't know, it, any return that's not linked to um, the core, the core uh, uh, invariant or the K that um, an LP share has. Um, and yeah, likewise, and then conversely, the, the principal token um, basically lets you um, hold on to, if you will, a specific invariant or K, or I guess in the, um, in the osmosis world, it'll be um, the balancer, um, the balancer uh, invariant, and hold on to that. And ideally, you could um, buy that at discount. Um, and basically, um, basically capture that as you approach maturity. But with, but you also have the trade-off of having to be exposed to, you know, the impermanent loss. Um, but yeah, we hope that what we hope is that um, this gives um, basically users, at least some um, users, more control, if you will, over their exposure to IL as well as um, trading volume fees and incentives. So you can really tune it well by, you know. Mix and matching and fix and changing your allocations of your PT and YT um, balance. Um, and likewise, you know, if you're a current if you're a current LP provider, right? If you currently provide liquidity on Osmosis, um, you know, this gives you this gives you a, an extra an extra dimension to play to you know to 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 um, I guess some um, utilize or get extra utility for your your um, your LP share tokens. Um, so yeah, we're pretty uh, I've got a question. Oh yeah, sure. Um, from your perspective, uh, NFA, what would you say is the best possible strategy to utilize this oh. for these users that have maybe never heard of it um, or never used something? Oh yeah, definitely want to stress the NFA part. So if that's that was that, that aside, um, there are probably I would say I'm and I'll try to address maybe three classes of users. Um, so, like actually mentioned earlier by um, Adam, you know, you may have these um, these passive LPs, right, who just want to hold on, they just want to huddle, and they be um, you know, earn fees and whatnot. Um, so, if you just if you have a if you have a decently long time horizon, and you just want to like, um, let's say capture maybe I don't know a more maybe more I don't know, maybe more deterministic ROI at least in terms of the invariance. Um, you could actually um, take your principal token and pair it in a pool with the underlying LP token, right? So one of the things that Zodiac will be pushing forward is this um, this principal paired with the LP token pool. Um, so what this what this pool, what's interesting about this pool is that this is actually um I guess uh, like a lossless pool in the sense that you will not um, you will only gain um, like liquidity or that like K value, if you will, as you approach maturity. Um, so this gives you kind of like a, you know, sort of more stable, if you will, um, return on your LP share, if you want to go down that route. Um, another class of user, actually, um, interestingly, are actually other dApps and protocols. Um, so if you think about, you know, kind of what the value prop that um, Zodiac provides, it's actually, um, it's actually, I would argue, almost like, um, it's almost like a protocol-owned liquidity dApp in the sense that, you know, people people come in to willingly lock up, you know, liquidity um, for some utility return. Um, 
just Aristotle is not, you know, an unstable stable coin, right? Um, what we actually we try to provide is instead that, you know, this prism like this, you know, principal yield token um, exposure, uh, I guess, customized exposure type of uh, type of um, uh, you know value prop. And that's, and I guess the third class users um, are are the folks who maybe are let's say um, maybe sort of MEV chasers chasers in a sense where um, well because we have this principal and um, principal token to LP token pool um, as well as like a pretty complicated um, I guess a bespoke dam or bespoke AMM. Um, there's a lot of actually arbitrage opportunity as the discounts, the principal's discounts, as the principal tokens discount varies against the collateral. So there's actually a lot of opportunity to kind of you know capture those you know arbitrage gains as you know that that discount you know may go you know may shift wildly a long time. Very cool. I know we've got a lot of people that love arbitrage in here. Cough, Mike Barb. <laughs> cough, Eric. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, going over that. Yeah, I'd also like to highlight the Zodiac team has built two sort of public good capabilities, um, which can be used by other protocols and apps on top of the principal and neural token refactoring. And that is interchain governance and flash loans. Um, can you talk a little bit more about those? Oh yeah, sure. Um, so what's uh, uh, one of the, uh, I think the only, I think, um, so there's, let me think. So I would say Zodiac's probably main novel contribution to DeFi, as far as I know, at least, um, is actually how we um, provide, how we, um, I guess, um, how should I put it, um, pool liquidity to allow people to swap between the principal and yield token with only one pool. Um, typically what you may see, um, um, so the Prism V1 approach was to have a separate pool for the yield token, for the principal token, and so forth, um, which is actually probably the most direct um, way to get a price for your for your um, you know your assets. Um, other 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 methodologies like have like super complicated math, super complicated methodologies um, to like add some time decay to the yield token so that you can so that it will kind of they'll kind of try to calculate fair value for your token, and then they'll swap based on that price. Um, for us though, um, we just we just decide like, hey, let's just have, let's just let the free market forces um, dictate the discount between the principal token and the yield token. Um, and in order, and with this pool in place, so given that we have this, you know, this particular pool in place, we can actually um, swap the principal and yield token with each other utilizing that, um, and as a side effect, in order to make this a seamless user experience, um, we actually needed to implement an internal flash loan, actually. So as people lock their liquidity right into these, you know, these Zodiac mature, these Zodiac pools, um, we actually have a lot of collateral to help facilitate basically a swap between the yield and principal token directly um, interfacing with this um, principal token um, and LP token uh, pool. So the thinking is, all right, well, we have an internal flash loan that we need to, we need actually as part of our core mechanism. Um, we might as well just make it open to everyone, you know, not unlike, you know, white whale, honestly. Um, the only difference is that, you know, the collateral that we would provide are LP shares, right? Versus, you know, the more direct, you know, maybe a stable coin or some other coin. Um, 
so that's so that will be actually shipped along with zodiac it's just you know if you want to take a flash on now um go for it um uh the second item actually um which is super recent is just on how we're going to kind of coordinate governance between um terra and osmosis so you know for for our team um you know we started with terra and we 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 uh, we have a strong emotion attachment to chain and um want to you know help help at least you know contribute there um and we want to help you know push up make sure the governance right between the two zodiac deployments on two chains um are unified or synchronized really well um so uh the way that so as a, as a side effect to getting there um we actually ended up like uh, open sourcing our own version of an IBC relayer just in Python. Um, you know, I have a machine learning data science background, so we only use Python. Um, and uh, I just realized, you know, let's just write Python version of this, and then I just you know let anyone use it. So with our with our Python IBC, I guess uh, relayer slash IBC channel connection setup, um, an osmosis originated proposal um, could basically launch a proposal and over over IBC can open the same proposal on the tariff side governance contract. Um, and then whoever, whichever, whichever, you know, staker you are on which chain, you can vote on, you can vote on the proposal. And when it comes time for the osmosis side, the osmosis region proposal to close and to execute, um, it will query, right, the tariff side, um, the tariff side same proposal, if you will, um, and close it on that side. So basically, you know, it doesn't matter where you stake your governance token, um, it will still vote for the same proposals. Um, so uh, yeah, and then the tool for the tool that that we want that we are hopefully you know we see it as somewhere like it's a public good. Public good is uh, you know maybe this this alternate take on on um, you know the IBC relayer complexity just through Python and maybe a little bit you know um, it's which is a much I think easier uh, maybe an easier method for like um, you know. Maybe more noob devs, you know, like myself. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for sharing more about those. Um yeah, so it's great to hear all the progress you've made. Um maybe you can share with everyone what the current status of the project is and when when like the expected timeline to launch is. Oh, uh so fun. So what's pretty cool? What's cool is that I'm a the uh, osmosis side contracts um, are like the core mechanisms have been built for actually a decent while. Actually, um, the issue is that um, we implemented the osmosis side contracts um, using CW twenty tokens, right? And you know, I think the I think the more canonical way to use osmosis to be part of osmosis ecosystem, right, is to use these use native SDK tokens through the token factory. Um, so. We are eagerly awaiting um, the token factory ha uh, hook, um, and um, you know, contingent on that, those hooks, you know, um, having the ability to basically insert custom logic on transfers specifically, um, we can. We believe that that's going to be about a two-week turnaround time in terms of contract refactoring, and yeah. So given that, so and assuming that token factories are you know out, maybe you know, hopefully very soon, um, we are looking at like a Q1. Um, uh, releases our target. Great. Yeah, that de definitely very excited for the project to launch soon. Um, Thanks. Yeah. And where can people find you, reach out and 
yeah, check out some of the public good stuff you've built, such as the custom IBC reader you created. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, so uh, definitely drop by our Discord channel or our Telegram uh, group chat. Um, they are on. Uh, okay, yeah. I should probably I should probably come in as the Zodiac Telegram uh, or uh, Twitter handle, but uh, we have a we have a Telegram, we have a Discord. Um, as well as for the the Python, the PyBC, if you will, the PyBC relayer, um, that's available on our uh, on a on a separate uh, GitHub org, um, Bear Markets Labs. Um, we'll we'll post we'll repost a link for that as well, so that you know there's some visibility and you know more eyes could look at it. And if there are any feature requests or any thoughts, um, definitely open an interesting discussion on them. Great. Well, thanks so so much for coming up for the updates, JC and Andres. And yeah, I think we can open it up to any questions now. Let's uh, let Cosmohas uh, speak. He's been hanging out as a speaker for Yeah, thanks for having me up. Um, my question, there's a, I have a few things to kind of reset the room. So uh, we're thinking within about three weeks or so to have cross-chain swaps and, and Juno is gonna be the first kind of like battle-tested um, that would be i would assume like afterwards that would kind of be built into like like let's say kepler for like the end user adam yeah so i i can't speak on like what kepler is intending to do with this what i can say is that uh ibc hooks is in v14 right now which is going to be proposed on tomorrow um, and then it's just simply auditing the contract. And I, I say Juno, I think it's Juno. Uh, this is Nicholas Lara working on it. And I, I remember him saying that. I just can't say for sure because I personally am not working on it. But uh, I believe that Juno is the first chain that's going to have it. So we can, I mean, we've been, we've been uh, testing it with Osmosis Testnet to Juno Testnet. And I believe that the intent was to make it uh, the, the first chain with uh, cross-chain swaps. Okay, great. And then while you're on here, uh, when you were speaking about concentrated liquidity, like let's say I'm in all these different LP pools and I'm bonded for 14 days, would I still would would I be able to take part in that, or do I, it has to do with fresh liquidity that's not bonded? Um, just so a couple things to note here. Just just uh, I'm not I'm not sure if you were implying this, but just so other people aren't confused, uh, concentrated liquidity doesn't have the same concept of like lockup periods that uh you know the, the current pools do um just just so that's clear but i guess your question is um is there gonna be some kind of mechanism to uh like a transfer locked liquidity from a non-concentrated liquidity pool to a concentrated liquidity pool is that your question yeah you worded it better for me but yeah that, that's what i mean I, I mean i understand the concept of concentra concentrated liquidity uh, i t t take part in some other pools outside of ibc but okay yeah a lot of people don't. That's why. No, that's no, why it's definitely complicated. When I first got into it, I was it like, "What the hell is going on here?" But, but yeah, I think it's a it's it a great took idea. me uh, some serious time to grok concentrated liquidity. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so to, to answer your question, uh, actually, we haven't implemented a uh, feature to move the liquidity over yet. But also, when we introduce it, I don't think we're going to be like rugging incentives from regular pools immediately. Um, I imagine there's going to be some kind of, um, you know, slow but sure uh, 
movement over. So I don't think anyone's going to be missing out on rewards, if that makes sense. Totally. And then um, I don't know if, if you can answer this question or not, but like, what's the goal to get like deep stable coin liquidity? Uh, because like me, for example, uh, you know, I seek other places when I want to just like be in stables in a position and then I have to like go search crypto and I much rather prefer to just have it on osmosis. I mean, I understand there is the stable coin pools, but I, like, I don't know, like if there's going to be a button like on UI that says like stable coin and then, you know, people can er just go on there and be like, oh, okay, I could just throw some USDC and USDC grab or USDC and, you know, there's the BUSD and the USDT all from Axler. I, I just think it's like imperative, obviously, to have like really deep stable coin liquidity and then for also people to earn yield just by having stable coins up so i, I didn't know like what the roadmap was to kind of like grab that attention to from users um so roadmap wise i'm not sure if i can comment but i can comment on so if we're talking about stable coin to non-stable coin deep liquidity i mean concentrated liquidity solves this problem because uh you know we're talking about like 100x like what you would have you know, if it's if we're comparing it to just a regular, you know, V2 pool. Um, but if we're talking about strictly stable coin, like stable swap pools, um, I, I, I'm not tracking it being problematic as it stands of us not having enough deep liquidity in that realm. Because, I mean, stable swap pools should act stably. Like <laughs> you should be able to, you know, put one in and get one out. Um, so, so I'm not sure if I answered or slash understood your question 100%. I, I guess is your question like more so the UX perspective? Yeah, like, like I don't know. Like it's kind of hard to even find it right now. Like if you're on there, you're like, hey, I just want to add stable coin to stable coin and earn some yield. I just thought, um, you know, I think we could do better with that. Even if it's just a small yield, like um, you know, a lot of places are four or 5% or whatever just to match stable coin and stable coin. And like I said, for me personally right now, you know, if I have like a bunch of USDC, I kind of like look other places to grab some yield. Like right now, like on QuickSwap, on Polygon, there's USDC and U Axler USDC. And I'm like earning, you know, just some passive without really having to worry about anything. Hmm. Okay, yeah, noted. Um, I definitely can bring this up to the rest of the team. I, I can't speak on, you know, what we, we will do with that. But I definitely will bring it up and, and great point to, to bring up. Thank you. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. And then I guess the last thing while I'm up here is like, do we have like an ETA on, um, like, I, I like what Zodiac was saying, but like Mars too, about being able to like borrow and lend and take positions out on your LP. I can't say anything. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so that means it's kind of soon, but you don't want to give a date. I get that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I can't say anything. <laughs> I should mute my mic. Uh, I gotta try to get something. Just mute it. I gotta get something out. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you had to ask. I get it. Nah, it's all good. Appreciate it. But I'll let I'll let the floor for whomever else has any particular questions. Thanks so much for the questions. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Orbital, go ahead. Hey everyone, thank you for having me up. Uh, this is uh, Deeb's DeFi from Orbital Commands. I, I had a question for JC. Uh, so Zodiac, kind of going back to y'all, uh, I think for probably many people in the audience, like the idea of refracting or splitting assets, let alone splitting LPs is probably a pretty nebulous concept, something kind of confusing. So I was wondering if we could walk this back a little bit. 
and maybe explain uh, to the osmosis community. So if you're a liquidity provider, why would you want um, to split your LP into principal and yield tokens? Um, and, and maybe it's easy to go through an example simply like, you know, what kind of investor would want to hold primarily principal tokens and uh, one that would want to hold yield tokens? Um, so I'll kind of just leave it to you and um, see what you think. Hey, yeah, good. Thanks for the, thank you for the question. Um, and um, yeah, I just wanted to appreciate it. Appreciate our talk last week too. Um, it was awesome. Um, yeah, um, let me see. Yeah, so the hardest part of Zodiac, yeah, and you kind of hit the hit hit on the nail there, is that um, it's really hard to explain to normal to you know maybe more normies if you will. <laughs> um, let me see. So yeah, just walking back, you know, taking the first eye view here. So we have an LP token, right? And it's it's a it's a very it's that it's a super interesting, like almost DeFi primitive asset that's extreme that can be extremely volatile. Um, so the thinking is that with by adding this you know this extra feature, it's this is really just a feature you add on to an AMM is what we're really doing here. Um, we're gonna let we let people kind of you know take some control over the you know the IL the IL and the fees you know return risk return profile. Um, so maybe as an example, um, just kind of trying to think something off the top of my head. Um, so what may push someone to hold the principal token? Um, so I'll use myself as the, actually as an example here. Um, so one of my favorite things to do is to actually hold. Uh, back in Uniswap um, V2, is to be in pools where both tokens are basically L1 tokens or wrapped L1 tokens, if that makes sense. So actually, one of my biggest pools was, um, you know, rest in peace, um, WWOF and um, Luna, actually, back in the day. And actually, I purposely held that pool with it had zero incentives um, because I wanted I wanted to have this exposure to both. And um and I had at that time I had conviction that you know both would prevail both would do great, um and if you know if one does much better than the other great um it's fine I have more of this other token I'm bullish on so I'm bullish on both of these tokens, um and I happily LP'd because, um I'm just gonna basically you know get the trading fee rent if you will right by providing liquidity, um so I'm very happy and I don't have much I don't have very I had relatively very little correlation concern right that's the key key, key thing. I had much less, uh, how should I put it? I was not sensitive to correlation risk that you know most LPs have. Um, so I would have actually loved to have the, the principal token uh, because I could say, wait, I could lock up my LP for you know let's say a year, two years, and given the current trading between the principal version, right, and the actual collateral, it's showing like maybe like a thirty percent discount. That's amazing. I will take it, um, and I can basically earn. Not and I could basically take you know, I should I could, I could almost lock in you know, if you will my K my growth in K if that makes sense in X Y K terms, um so it would appeal to at least you know someone so I would say a principal token as just a purely in isolation a principal token holder, um would be interested is someone who maybe is bullish on both items or is happy with both tokens if you will and wants to maybe, um and sees an opportunity to basically capture. A large um, discount in the liquidity, the K invariant, if that makes sense. Um, and this is just one, again, one use case I can think of. I think, and and um, actually, to be honest, um, I my hope is that actually other strategy vaults, you know, downstream vaults, think of even crazier use cases that you know could utilize these tokens. Um, but yeah, that's, I hope hope that helps you know give some color. Um, yeah. 
Yes, um, thank you. And, and, and just to, to clarify, because I think you brought up this point earlier, but um, one of the advantages, I guess, of taking a principal token strategy is that, you know, because the yield token, the principal token um, of that LP, you know, in summation should, should be the overall value of the LP, the principal token could be at a discount. So you could acquire more of the principal. Um, am I reading that correctly? Yep, you are 100% correct. Yeah. And I really appreciate you guys as a, yeah, again, this is kind of a, I want to give that a um, yeah, shout out to, um, yeah, the talk last week. You guys did an amazing job researching beforehand. You're actually correct. Yep. All right. Any other questions? Haas? Yeah, sorry, JC. This is more for Adam. About the, um, the validator set preference, does that potentially mean you can choose more than one validator for like super fluid staking? Like, how is that going to look? Yes. So um, I think the super fluid portion is going to be pushed off a little bit more. I have to talk to um, whoever's implementing this. Um, but yes, I mean, for the first implementation, it'll be like, you know, you can set multiple validators. Um, but I'm not positive about the superfluid portion. I want to say yes, though. Um, but I have to look back at it just because I didn't write it. That's why I, I can't say. I don't remember. And that also means, because I, 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 I guess what, what I'm getting out of it right now would mainly just be for your actual staking rewards, but not your actual like LP incentives or no? Uh, it'll be both. So, I mean, this has to pass like... Um, you know, uh, through governance. But the idea is to have, you know, um, your rewards get, you know, automatically staked to your Valset preference instead of going directly to a wallet. Um, to, but that, that Valset preference will also be used just for, you know, your staking, your normal staking, not just your rewards. So it'll be, it'll be both. All right, cool. I always think it's a good thing, like automation, but I also think it can be potentially a bad thing because maybe that is... It gives less people, or I want to say people less uh, opportunity to come check out the platform, the protocol. But I mean, I, I'm in, all in for what it. sense? I mean, like, cause think about it. I don't know. Like, personally, I know right now I, I'm getting more of an appreciation for just like auto compounding and things like that. But, you know, I know when I first got started, like, I was, I, I, you know, a DJ and I still am. I couldn't wait till Epoch, like, <laughs> make moves and stuff like that. But now it's like if everything gets you know, words, I don't have to do any of that, then maybe that potentially less users, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. That, that, that's, super, that's super fair. And, and it's still in like Commonwealth discussions. Like, like you know, it, we're, it's not up to us. It's, it's up to the community, right? Um, so this, this could absolutely like not be the direction we go if that's what the community wants. Um, with that being said, you know, even if this does get, you know, negated like the community does not want this and and more people believe how you believe uh the valid preference is still you know good because uh we want it we basically wanted the the initial implementation of this was just so that we could give front ends the ability to you know select multiple validators and not have to do some crazy back end stuff to then send it to all these validators we wanted it on chain so that way you know we don't want everyone just staking to one validator because it's easier that way you know what i'm saying so, so even if your point, you know, if people agree with that, it's still, it's still a helpful feature, in my opinion. No, oh, definitely. And then I guess the last thing I would mention is, um, I don't remember what prop it was, but like minimum gas 
was was uh, passed or whatever. But like, I don't. I still think you can do everything without paying gas in theory, right? Yep. Yep. It has not been implemented uh, chain side yet. It still needs to be implemented chain side. Is there any like time frame on that? I think we wanted to get concentrated liquidity out first just because it's such an important feature. Um, I can't give a timeline for the gas feature, but that, that, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the sad thing about like some of those props, it's like, you know, it's really easy to write like this text prop saying, hey, we want this. But then you, you have to realize that like, it's not just a param. It actually is like, you know, a feature that you have to like sit down and make time for um i mean then i yeah it's it's crazy how many props like you have to really be paying attention to keep up with everything and which is a good thing it means the community is active but uh for people out there that don't really realize what like concentrated liquidity is it's definitely an awesome feature and it's it's fun i think it's fun to keep it's like more it's better than like i'm not saying it's a bad thing to be a lazy lp or like i mean there's nothing wrong with that i mean that's a good thing too but i also like the feature of being able to kind of be in control of like I don't want to say your own destiny, but to make more fees and things like that. So I'm looking forward to that because I, um, I'm not like experienced with it, but I have delved into it a little bit. And I, I, I do like that. It's just, I think what you guys are trying to do is better because it is a little bit of, of a nuisance to always have to keep checking. And it's like, you yeah, know, yeah. I, like, like that's what, how quick swap is. If you don't keep checking it, especially they have different things. I don't know if you ever checked it out. There's like one that's, it's just real passive and you're pretty much always going to be in range. And then it like goes down. I think there's four different levers, so to speak. And um, you can do expert, which is like a really small range. And, but you know, especially with crypto, it's just going to go out of that range real fast. So, uh, but I, I, I like, I like that. I don't know if you guys are going to implement different gauges like that too. I'm assuming you would, but um yeah yeah so like that exactly as you say like i i think one of the great things about osmosis is like you know people who like i can go to someone who doesn't know crypto very well and explain this to them and they can still make money you know and be a part of this you know thing but if once we start bringing concentrated liquidity concentrated liquidity is so great that like if you don't incentivize you know some some sort of lazy LPing, it's just simply not going to be a strat a good strategy you know and and we're going to get all the all the liquidity we need because you only need like you know such a small portion of it in relative to you know a V two pool. But with that being said, that doesn't mean we should just you know kick everyone else to the curb and say, hey, thanks for the liquidity, we, we're good now. You know, we still want to be able to like you know provide rewards to people who um, you know provide this you know service still. So yeah, just like you said, I I, I think that we're we're finding some good medium to both like you know take on this great thing that's constant liquidity as well as still you know provide a, a you know rewards to those who who don't want to sit there in front of the computer and change the position every two minutes um but also uh, one more thing i'd like to say on that is uh i think part of this is going to be providing some good way to explain what concentrated liquidity is to the end user like maybe maybe some kind of like blog post series uh that way they don't get like you know, bit because if you don't know what you're doing and you just try to like just gain fees, you, you could, you know, you could lose, you know, you could get it all converted into one asset real quick. So yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of uh, teaching as well to, to get people to kind of understand what this is. Cause it, it's, it's not a, it's not an easy concept to rock. Yeah. I think it'll make the uh, Osmo USDC pool a lot, a lot of fun too. So that's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, great conversation, guys. Uh, 
appreciate all of you guys coming on. Haas, Robo, Monty, Adam, Fed, JC, uh, or, uh, Orbital, and Deebs, right? And then Derek, thank you guys for coming on. We are running pretty late here. Uh, well, especially for me. I'm 2 a.m. here, so uh, ending this now. Appreciate you all. Uh, and going forward, just fire them at us or tag us in, uh, or you can tag me directly in Siberia as well um, for anyone in that chat. Uh, OSL is here also to help question, help answer questions. Uh, Robo, doing a great job. Thank you guys so much. Ending this now. See you later. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Osmosis Updates from the Lab, recorded on Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support there. Now with Spark IBC enabled. Wake it up like a basement dweller. Stepped out the door and heard racist yelling. 2020, what an ugly shit show. Staring at the fucking rig roll from the get-go. Looking outside, the whole state's on fire. The fuck do you expect when you embrace the liars? And replace the writers with AI just like us. Emaciated models killing bright burns. First in, last out, picture me rolling. The worst time to cash out, so what you holding? The Merc's gonna cash cow country stolen. Drooling over chicken. Like the goose is golden Trying to be so full Spitting that molten Lava from the bottom of the caldera I'm hot and gonna put it in a bottle And offer it to the god who hit the gas full throttle Blasting off in a rocket The many people who will, will see things happen to them That are in their favor So someone's looking over me that's a, that's a fascinating phenomenon When that happens And analyze those situations, what you find is, is that we as humans simply have a profound inability to understand statistics and probability. Stitching these writings, living that life like, who would have guessed you'd turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret. Print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet. I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks. Looking at the rectangles, damn, they kinda thick. We've gone through a whole lot of kings here. Cutting off heads just to bring cheer Getting all fired up, Tiger King, line em up When you'd give an arm and a leg just to try the junk On some first time buyer's luck Alexa, set a reminder and remind me to buy a bunch And put your hands up if you fuck this year And keep them in the air if you're picking up the spare And put your mask on just to go outside Looking at the planet about to downsize So climate change will not make Earth Basically, every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Ten spaces.